1: Turn to Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. I
0: wouldn't necessarily be taking all this information and saying, hey, I got to do what these guys do, but we're making our playoff predictions. So one of us stuck to 47 of 52 wins all year. Reed Wilkins, what'd you want to say?
2: Nothing. I was just acknowledging that you did that. That's why I was giving you the Oh, a really? You're going to say? Yes. Yeah, well, it's cool. I said 106 points. I was wrong.
0: Jack uh, Michaels has joined us as well. He's going to give me crap for a, a five-game window. That's not Is that too uh too much eh, of a That's a little broad. Is a... that I mean,
3: when you're coming off a 100 and what, 4-point season saying between 47 and 50 with two wins is kind of like rooting for Alabama football and US field. Bob, you'd be you'd be great at the track if you knew
0: what winners were coming across the finish line. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, that has not been my history. All right, we got Jack Michaels, we got Reed Wilkins, we got Camun, uh, Cody Jansen, and we're doing the Eastern Conference playoff picks. We're going to try to. We do have Jared Stoll coming up at about 2:47 uh, to wrap the show. The Oilers and the LA Kings. Uh, Jack, uh, we're going to go to you first since you're over the blower, uh, and uh, we'll get to the the predictions on the four Eastern Conference matchups. You're up. Well, first things first,
3: I think, you know, more than anything, I I, I like New Jersey has to be one of the surprises of the year. And for those of you who didn't have, you know, a guy like Lindy Ruff on your your Jack Adams ballot, shame on you. I mean, he has done a magnificent job. We didn't even talk
0: about this. I have him on my ballot. Did you know that? Good. I'm glad you do because it would be –
3: It'd really be a travesty if he's not right there. In fact, I I don't know how he doesn't win it because I don't know anyone who had the Devils anywhere close to 100 points. I'm not sure I know many people who had the Devils even contending for a playoff spot. Having said that, I, I think the Rangers, and I have felt this way for the last three years, I believe they're the most dangerous club out there in terms of their variance. Their ceiling is awfully high. I like the Rangers uh, to kind of take advantage of a Jersey team that's going to be playing in the postseason, by and large, a lot of their players for the first time. I'm going to take the Rangers in seven to win that series, and part of it is I just believe when their goalie's on, he's tremendous. Uh, Carolina and the Islanders, this is where I'm taking a first-round upset. I, I Again, I'm going to whenever you look for an underdog, you have to have a goalie. And Ilya Sorokin, I actually thought Edmondson played pretty well on that New York swing and was within a period of getting nothing out of that trip. Uh, and Ilya Sorokin's a big reason why. I think they're going to beat the Carolina Hurricanes, who are going to come to regret not adding more at the deadline, especially with the injury to Svechnikov. Uh, they got across the finish line, but they limped a little bit. I see the Islanders winning that series in seven games. Boston will make quick work of Florida. I think Boston, you talk about a sigh of relief. Getting Florida instead of the Islanders is a huge break for them and I think will help them overcome and withstand uh, the loss of Patrice Bergeron. And anyone who listens to me closely on the radio knows that there is no way I can pick, you know, that team out East. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the three-time Eastern Conference finalists until they're beaten, and I'm taking Tampa to beat Toronto in seven.
4: All right, Camune. All right, uh, I'm going to take the Rangers in seven. I, I love uh, Igor Shesterkin's game and goal. I think that's a big part of it. New Jersey, they've had an amazing year. They're uh, a skilled team. They're a fast team, but they do have some inexperience and i agree with jack i think the rangers are very dangerous so i'll take the rangers in seven i'm going to take the upset i'm taking the islanders over carolina and again i am looking at goaltending of course with the elias rokin but matt Barzell's coming back that's a lot of skill back into that lineup that team i think they're pushing in the right direction at the right time so i'll take the islanders i've got boston i'll I'll give florida one game so i'll say five but they won 65 games it wasn't by accident that's a really really good team so I, i think they're gonna roll florida and i'm gonna take toronto i know tampa has had this amazing stretch over the last three seasons but i think it's toronto's time to actually win a series so I'm going to go with the Leafs in six.
0: Cody Jansen at the 630 Chad Studios. The floor is
3: yours. Well, I'll start with the Rangers, and I think they're going to win in six. Uh, Islanders, I don't know. I I love Sorokin as much as the next, but I just don't trust their offense at all. Give me Carolina in five. Tampa in six. They don't want to go seven back in. Toronto and then Boston. I I think they'll make light work of Florida, but the illness does scare me a little bit, so I think they'll push it to six games. Bruins in six. Reed Wilkins.
2: Very impressive season by the Devils, but I think that they don't have the playoff moxie right now. The Rangers do. I'm taking a Rangers sweep. I agree that the New York Islanders are. A sweep. The Rangers are going to sweep. I'm taking Rangers in four. I think the Islanders are going to be a very pesky opponent for Carolina. I, I, both the other guys touched on, uh, you know, Carolina might have a little bit of issues uh, with injuries and goaltending, but I, st- I just think Carolina is better. I think they're very well coached. I'll take the Hurricanes in six. I'm taking Tampa Bay over Toronto because I know you're going to pick the Leafs, Bob. I am going I to think pick the Leafs. <laughs> yes. How'd you know that? Well, intuition. I also think to quote something you said, Bob, 17 years ago about a certain team. Florida is all wrong for the Boston Bruins. I agree. They played pretty well at the end. I think the goaltender, Lion, the out-of-nowhere story can do it for one more round. I think the illness that's running through Boston is concerning. Their coach even said, I think he called it disconcerting. And I think Florida has the best player in the series with Matthew Kachuk, who would be on my Hart Trophy ballot. If I if I voted, I'm taking the Panthers in seven. Okay, I'm not
0: Wow. I am not taking Florida, but they're gonna be a total pain in the ass for Boston and they're gonna beat the living snot out. Florida's got a tough team. Matthew Kachuk hate him if you want. He's a player, but they have size. That Lombard runs around. He's not the biggest guy, but he, he stirs stuff up on the ice. They got they have the option of Giovanni Smith. They've got Barkovs, a tremendous two-way center. They got three defensemen contributing offensively on the back end. Boston, they'll win. I I'm gonna go six, but it would not surprise me in the least if Florida won that series. I think Carolina is going to wallop the Islanders. I'm serious about this. I think Carolina, I agree with you, they're really well coached with Rod Brinderboer. He's a today's coach. I think the owners have a today's coach in Jay Woodcroft. But I think that Rod has the ultimate respect from his players. I think his team was so far ahead, nothing to play for. I think Carolina's winning that series in five games. Uh, I respect what New Jersey's done. There's a lot of things the Devils do as an organization that other organizations could learn from. Not quite yet for them. Rangers in six games. And uh, that leaves Toronto and Tampa. It's not going to be close. The Maple Leafs are winning that series in five games. Tampa Bay will be lucky to win a game. The Lightning were under 500 in the final 35 games of the season. They resorted the same BS every time they were chasing a game, where they ran around and channeled their inner 1976-77 New Westminster Bruins. The Leafs have added size and toughness. They went Would into you Tampa, like,
3: by the way. What's that? What you like, by the way? Are you actually calling out a team for running around and I'm getting s- a little
0: rough? I have no problem if you do it once in a while. Every <laughs> game, Jack. That's my point. Toro- is, is someone recording this? Because I want this played back quite a few So don't. here's the deal of Toronto. <laughs> they should have beaten Boston in one of the two series. There's no excuse what happened to Columbus. Price stole them in the final three games. There was no embarrassment to losing to Tampa Bay last year. They're just simply better than Tampa. They win that series in five. All right, Jack, we're putting you on the spot. Here we go. We have exactly three minutes to get this done. So 30 seconds Who wins the Stanley Cup and why?
3: I said a long time ago uh, in in Boston, so that's, I believe, five weeks ago, that I felt we were watching uh, a Stanley Cup final preview, the Edmonton Oilers and the Boston Bruins. And there's no reason for me to go away from that now. You got to tune in over the next two months if you want to find out any more.
0: There we go. Well, this is going to be bad radio, Jack, because you're going down the same path that I'm going to go down. Cam Moon. Well, now I just want to make something up
4: just to be different. (laughs) But I I can't see anything. To me, that's the most likely scenario is an Edmonton-Boston Stanley Cup final for a lot of reasons, for depth, for experience on both sides, uh, and teams that look like they're ready to make the step of going four rounds. Reed Wilkins.
2: I said Rangers and Oilers in the Cup final before the season. You did. As you know, Bob, I hate to change my picks if I can help I know you
0: hate to change anything, Reed. (laughs) So. You still got that Blockbuster uh,
2: account card? uh, You keep that one Blockbuster. It's not in my wallet, but I have it somewhere at home. All right. I am taking... And if it, it I, I have this policy as a talk show host and I've done it with the football team in 2015 when they were really good if it's if it's close and I think they got a chance I'll pick the home team to put optimism out into the market I'm taking the Oilers over the Rangers in the Cup final.
0: Cody Jansen, who do you got Give me Edmonton Boston in the final give me the Oilers game six. At okay. home um again i've already stated colorado has me nervous they do i know everybody's they don't have the same depth at front forward they don't have Conry anymore uh Landis-Skog is out they also uh don't have burakovsky McCarr is a huge swing factor the pace and speed that colorado plays with edmonton can get there and i'm with jack if it gets to edmonton boston you need to hear more at that time because there's some other factors in terms of injuries if the Oilers had dry Settle and Nurse healthy last year, maybe they win a game against Colorado. I don't know if they win, but they're there. The Oilers are in the mix. It's going to be good, Jack. We're going to give you the final word because you've hung on the line here. You're back at her, You're ready to go for the playoffs to bring the same energy. Have some great calls. I'm excited. I, you know what?
3: I, this is a, a season to be treasured. This is you know two years in a row now where Edmonton has had its best year in 35 years. They took a huge step last year. Uh, it's time for them to take another step. I think the players would concur, and that's that level of expectation is okay. You have to be comfortable with it, and I think the Oilers are a year more, you know, experienced at handling those expectations, not outside the room, but inside the room. It takes a different kind of mentality to start to be comfortable with being the favorite year in year out.
0: All right, guys. Thanks for coming by. All right, thanks for having us. You, when we come back, you're in Oilers now. Jarrett Stoll, LA Kings broadcaster. All right, let's get a look at the LA Kings with former Edmonton Oilers player, LA Kings broadcaster, and in player development, Jarrett Stoll. Jared, you're in a unique role, combination position with the uh, Kings organization, so you're involved in the hockey operations side, but you're also an analyst. Uh, we're going to mostly focus on sort of the analysis of the LA Kings, and I'll start with this. I mean, you guys you know, had tremendous success when back-to-back Cups were in a bit of a rebuild. Has this process maybe moved along quicker than some people thought or is it
1: sort of in line with sort of where some of the strategic objectives were? Well, I think, I don't think this year, but maybe last year. You know, we made the playoffs last year, and I don't think a lot of the hockey world maybe thought we would. Um, you know, it was Todd McClellan's third year last year, and he put in a lot of new systems, a lot of new structure in place. That eh, It took a little while for the guys to, to grasp it and get it because um, we hadn't played anywhere near that type of system uh, for many years in L.A. So guys eventually got it and became a hard team to play against. Um, Frustrating other teams, frustrating really, really good teams and good players. Um, I know they've frustrated, you know, even McDavid and Dreisidel, McKinnon here in the past they, they have done it and you know you get you play well defensively you get some timely goals and stay healthy and that that's what wins in the playoffs but yeah I think it has accelerated a little bit. I don't even think I'd call it a rebuild it's more of a transition period. Um, but maybe that's just me being uh, in the organization maybe some no. people would call it different but um, no Todd's a great coach he's done a great job here. Rob Blake's a great GM he's made some good moves some good trades and uh, brought in the right people and put us in this situation right now Alright, so the teams are different. The Otters have a bigger, heavier, a deeper team
0: than last year. LA didn't have Drew Doughty, nor did they have Victor Arvidsson. Mm -hmm. We'll see on Fiala. Uh, But the additions specific with Columbus in the one trade, how are the Kings different now with the acquisition uh, with Jonas Corpusella obviously, and and Gavrikov?
1: Uh, Better defensively. Um, But, you you know, defense wins, but you also got to score some goals, right? And I think, uh, yeah, with Fiala, and who knows what his status is going to be during this series, but we're a lot more creative. We're a lot more, um, what's the... I guess just you know, on the offensive side, you know, we always score nice goals now. And, yeah. and you know, the league, good teams score nice goals because there's a lot of good players in this league and we got more skill. You know, Velarde, 23 goals. Arvison's had a heck of a year um, for, for missing the uh, entire playoffs last year, all the training camp. Um, so he's kind of, uh, I think he's our X factor right now. Um, Deneau is Deneau in that line. Trevor Moore, uh, Kopitar had a great season. Kempe had a great season, 41 goals. Quentin Byfield's up there on that top line and he's he's doing a good job up there. He's not scoring, but he's he's producing points and giving those guys some room. Um, and then our depth too, like like Blake Lizotte. He's a little guy. He's not really well known at all. Had a career year. Hard player to play against. A little pest. Um, You know, hopefully we get Velarde back at some point, and then healthy Drew Doughty. Drew had a great year, 50 points um, on the plus side, second in uh, time on ice to Kale McCarr. Had an unreal year. Those guys aren't slowing down. Kopitar and and Doughty, they're not. Um, I see it every game, and people are, I think, waiting for them to slow down in in a sense. But, and then goaltending. You know, Corpusallo, he's been he's been really, really good. Um, Yeah, you know, I. You think of him as a—he's a number one. Yes, he's a number one goaltender, but you don't really know how good he is, and uh, he's been good for us. So he's a—he's a solid number one goaltender. Big, long legs, and uh, you know he's—he plays well, well above average, and we have a really good chance to win. Since Gavrikov and uh, Matt Roy have been together, they got about a 68% expected goal share five on
0: five. Uh, I know Anderson missed a few games in part because of uh, being punished uh, with a hit by uh, Connor McDavid, but that pairing of Anderson and uh, Dowdy played the. Second most five on five of any defense pairing in the NHL. It's a pretty good top four yeah. when you got Gavrikov coming in and giving you a 69% goal share, yeah. expected goal share. And, and I think, is that, I mean, you look at where the Kings were a year ago compared to now, they got to be much more comfortable with the balance of their defense. Yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. Uh, just that top four in general, a lot of people think, well, they're, yeah, great defensively, solid defensively, can check, can defend, can hold the line. Uh, but Drew had 10 goals. Matty Roy had a, a quiet nine goals. Gavrikov is actually more offensive than I thought. I think yeah, we all yeah, thought he's yeah. up in the play all the time, and you know he doesn't have crazy numbers, but he's since he came here, he's he's been up a lot in the play, scoring big goals and getting some assists, and on the plus side. But you know, so those guys are going to have to be involved on both sides of the puck for sure. And then uh, Sean Dersey, he's great um, back there. Whether he, yeah, yep. yeah, you know, runs the second power play unit, and you know whether it's uh, Alexander Edler with all that experience and, and knowledge, and uh, you know he's he's not as fleet as foot as he once was. In vancouver but he's smart enough to to know how to play and the game and a little greasy a little dirty and uh and sean walker's back there too so um yeah no especially the top four hard to play against they're going to be uh out there a lot right against uh especially the top nine of the uh well top six but you know i think you can call it a solid top nine now for the edmonton they are a lot deeper than they were uh, ever were here i think probably since connor started in this league i would since say 87 yeah <laughs> yeah okay final one for you uh and we appreciate you joining us jared and- I
0: just, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Give me three keys for the LA Kings to win the series against
1: Edmonton. Three penalties or less per game. Okay. Um, controlling the neutral zone in our 1 3 1. And, well, I guess you, know, you say goaltending and stuff like that, but I think that's a huge factor in this series because if all well, Skinner's played and he has zero NHL playoff groups. Right. Corpusello has nine or ten. Yeah. You know, not a lot, but. He is older, and he does have some experience. He has some ex- experience playing against Tampa Bay, in the, you know that six-game series in the bubble, and he in that five overtime game he played in. So he's got some playoff pressure under his belt. So I think uh, I think you go with those three. Um, you know the neutral zone for us, penalties, that special teams, the power play aspect of it, because we all know that the Oilers broke the record in that department. So, and then you know the whole Skinner Corpusalo thing. Great stuff. Appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Anytime.
0: That is former Reuters, uh, L.A. Kings broadcaster, and in player development, Jared Stoll. Tonight, 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 Reed Wilkins will have the face-off show from 6 p.m. along with Rob Brown, Jack Michaels, Cam Moon, John Shannon, and myself. Jack and me will have a call with Rob and uh, Reed and Cam and company on the Oilers Radio Network Game 1. Uh, the Oilers-Kings series begins at Rogers Place tonight at 8 p.m. Extended hours on game days for Reuters now tomorrow, 12-2, a complete recap of game number one of the series. Daily face-offs, Frank Cervalli, who has picked the Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley Cup for the horses and horse racing Alberta. And we'll get up an update from the farm Bakersfield Condors head coach, Colin Chalk, as they open up their playoff series in Abbotsford on Wednesday. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Chelsea on Chad with Chelsea Bird live from Ford Hall. And she's giving away tickets on the show today. Back at you at 635. So long everybody from Oilers Now.